We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. To be honest, I would put myself in the same category as D-Wade. Now Artest is jumped over the scorer's table. Artest is in the stands. This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. When I go to the writers to tell me who can guard in this league, I'll put a gun to my own head. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by DraftKings. It's Friday, October 19th, 2018. Alex Berutha here with Shannon McEwen and Ken K-Train-Kreitz. All aboard! This podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. Feel free to leave a nice review or else you can listen and download on the Rotowire website. Uh, today, uh, we're going to start off by talking about some news, and then we're going to get into the meat of the show where we're going to talk about some early free agent claims, general first reactions, maybe some maybe some hot takes, some overreactions, and then, of course, Ken's old man rant. Um, but to start off, news-wise, Devin Booker played in the season opener, which didn't seem like it was guaranteed for a long time, but he played extremely well after a hand injury. Uh, dropped 35 points, seven assists, four rebounds in what felt like a relatively decisive win over the Dallas Mavericks. 
Um, how do you guys feel about, I guess, what you saw about in, in Devin Booker and maybe the Suns in general? I'm disappointed that none of my drafts were later. Like, I wish if all of my drafts were on, like, Monday, I would have been drafting Devin Booker in the early second round, snatching him up because I was really high on him this year until he suffered his hand injury. And the opening night game just proves the point of what he's going to do. I mean, he's going to be a monster all year. You know, the things he's done the last couple seasons, last year in particular, uh, at his age, are historic level. I mean, you look at the other players who have put up that kind of production, and they're all-time greats. So it doesn't surprise me. If you were lucky enough to benefit from the, from the hand injury and snatch him up in, in maybe the third round, like if you got him in the third round this year, that is absolute steal. Yeah. yeah. Dream. Uh, Interesting. They had uh, three guys with seven assists and eight and had six assists. I don't know if uh, Cannon is the long-term point guard solution there. That's kind of what I'm intrigued about is, uh, you know, we were uh, – Jackson got 28 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, but only three dimes. It's kind of interesting long-term. Is Booker going to be the man, you know, seven dimes uh, two nights ago? Pretty darn good. We'll see uh, who sort of le- leads yeah. the team in dimes. Yeah, yeah, it will be interesting. the The new coach Igor Kokoshkov, he is very. Um, he plays a, a a style of game where everyone kind of shares the ball. There's a lot of ball movement, so assists could kind of be all over passes. the place on that team. Well, that that team, the assists were extremely inflated because they were lights out team wide. Like the entire team was lights out from downtown. True. That first game, so everyone's assists were inflated. I mean, Trevor Ariza had a big game. Um, yeah, he, they shot. Efforting, efforting, 19 for 34 from downtown, which yeah, is yeah. just bonkers, 56%, right? 56%, not bad. You know, Ariza had I think they're going to run eight. I think they're going to run Ariza into the ground. He let him in minutes in game one with 37. They don't really have true power forwards. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and I realize Ryan Anderson is on that squad. I think we're going to see just a ton of Ariza. I think so too. They have they actually have the depth, I think, to be competitive. And I know everyone kind of like was upset that they I have the roster to win games, but I, you Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton are not even prospects anymore. Like they're just good players. Like Devin Booker's great. DeAndre Ayton has just continued to prove he's a great player. We still have more to see from DeAndre Ayton, obviously, but he was not, you know DeAndre Jordan did not slow him down. Right, no, no Jordan, he, he did not. Jordan, one of you know, the, one of the last remaining legit centers <laughs> in the NBA. Now this uh, this Suns team, though, it's interesting. I agree, Ariza's going to get tons of run, Ken. Um, I don't think that Cannon's going to play thirty three, thirty four minutes per game like you saw in the opener. Um, you're going to see Josh Jackson get some more of those minutes. He, Jackson played really well off the bench, as did T.J. Warren. Um, It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I, I also think that the opener was probably Ariza's best game of the season or one of his three best games of the season. <laughs> I mean, tw- 21, 8, and 7, 5 for 9 from downtown. Yeah. He doesn't do that very often, though. <laughs> well, we'll see how much they lean on him. Uh, also out west, LeBron loses in his Laker debut. Everyone goes nuts that he had two monster jams in the first quarter. When does the first quarter matter in the NBA? When, I ask you. <laughs> But anyway, 26 points, 12 boards, six dimes, also six turnovers. Guys, what I find interesting, uh, Rajon Rondo and JaVale McGee were starting for the Lakers last night in that loss at Portland. How long do you think we see Rondo and or McGee in the starting lineup? 
I think McGee's the whole year. I don't think that's a question. He he played incredibly well throughout the preseason. I mean, for his standards, twenty minutes a night, he can pick up ten and ten with three blocks. I think that's I think that's pretty locked in. Rondo is kind of a question mark. Obviously, we knew he was going to start the season at point guard. Ball didn't play particularly well um, in the opener. I really, I mean, Rondo just to me looked like the superior player. Now, during crunch time during the fourth quarter, Rondo made some mistakes. The team as a whole didn't look very good the entire fourth quarter. No, not at all. Um, so I'm not really sure how much stock to put into that. But Rondo, yeah, I mean, Ball has he has to come out and prove that he is worth more minutes than Rondo. I, I agree on McGee. I think McGee's locked in. You know, he only played 21 and a half minutes last night. He'll see that kind of run and be the starter for the rest of the season. The only time he might not start is if it's matchup-based and there's some other team running out of a small starting lineup. Um, I am not convinced that Rondo and KCP are going to be starting the rest of the season. Josh Hart was, I mean, basically looked like the second best player on that team last night. I, I don't, I'm not saying he's that good. I don't think he's better than Brandon, Brandon Ingram, but he's been really good throughout the summer league preseason. I mean, it's time to start buying into Josh Hart. And I think he will actually, he will actually leapfrog KCP. I mean, I, I, I already consider that he has, I mean, after one game, I'm like, that's okay. I want Josh Hart over KCP. Mm -hmm. Is Pope is Caldwell Pope on another one year deal? Yes. Yeah. I forget. Okay. So there's really no future there too with him. Presumably. Um, I like that analysis, Shannon. The team, All right, excellent. Let's just talk oh, about got. Uh, we oh, got to no. talk about the Lakers for one more second. They looked really bad, right? I mean, like just disconnected, no chemistry, couldn't hit a three-pointer if their life's depended on it. I mean, do you, after one game, let's overreact. Okay. After one game, <laughs> will the Lakers make the Western Conference playoffs? Yes. I thought I really liked what I thought the first half was good. They Nick Stauskas is not going to do that every night. You know, for Portland, um, that was kind of an anomaly. And the Lakers are not going to go 0 for 12 every first half from three. That's that's what didn't, they didn't hit a three the, the whole Cavs first half. Start, yeah. What was that, Ken? And didn't the Cavs start? Didn't the Cavs start really badly last year too? Right. And LeBron. When LeBron right. joins a new team, they generally that's every new team. They yeah. chug. I yeah. mean, the Miami Heat, the Threedles, uh, they were. They were like ten and ten yeah. their first season through twenty games. Right. You know the same time, the same thing when Love and Irving and and, and uh, LeBron teamed up. They started off slow, like eleven and nine or something along those lines. Yeah. So yeah, I expect them to start slow, but I it didn't look this this discombobulated with those other two teams. Like you could see it forming. The Lakers in one game, I'll overreact. I I mean, okay. <laughs> I think it's it's LeBron, so I think they're probably still going to win forty nine fifty games. But it was really ugly last night. And I know Stauskas is never going to go off like that again. But guess what else isn't going to happen? You're not going to have Dame Lillard and CJ shoot like 30% through the first three quarters. Fair enough. So it's it's a wash to me. I, I, I think it was a fair representation of both teams. And I'm worried about the Lakers now. Yeah, there's, uh, there's definitely reason to be concerned. But we're going to move to the East because Miles Turner... Um, the source of many people's fantasy frustrations signed a four-year, seventy-two million dollar <laughs> extension with the Indiana Pacers. Guys, do you think that this extension is fair? Ooh. Absolutely. Well, you gotta get 
Benjamins wherever you can, baby. Who's going to say no? But you're saying fair from a Pacers standpoint, presumably. Right. Like, is he worth – is that a gamble that if you were the Pacers that you would have that much money for that long of a time? You have to. He's only 22. I think so. He's too. only 22. You know, a ton of upside for you to deal I – mean, he could be peaking at 26, you know, when this thing expires. So they might be regretting that they didn't add a fifth year. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, even even if he continues to frustrate fantasy owners because, and it's not necessarily him, it's it's more just the Pacers rotation that frustrates because right. he plays well. Yeah. I mean, twenty minutes in the opener, eight points, eight rebounds, four blocks. Like he's a good player. He will put minutes up. The problem is Sabonis is also on the roster. They don't like playing them both together. So you know, is is Miles is Miles Turner going to be a disappointment like it was last year when everyone thought he was going to take a leap? Instead. He saw reduced minutes bumped down to from thirty one and a half to twenty eight, and reduced production across the board. That at this point, and again, it's not a reflection of the player. If he were given thirty two, thirty three minutes per game, he would put up monster stats. It would be better than the 2016-2017 season. But that team and their rotation just might only be playing him twenty five to twenty eight minutes per game. Don't you think that? The long view in Indiana is that it's Thaddeus Young that starts to decline and Sabonis moves to the power forward. And now you're looking at, you know, you've kind of got Sabonis and Turner as your long-term frontcourt. I think in an ideal world, like, yes, because Sabonis is a very, like, very talented player, probably underrated, especially by people who don't play fantasy and, and don't know what he can and do there. But you have an issue, I think, defensively. Um, because one of those two guys is going to have to guard essentially stretch fours who are becoming more and more athletic every year. I'm not sure Sabonis can really move his feet left and right. Um, Turner. <laughs> only left, I've heard. You can only go left. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and uh, Turner is he's more athletic, but not exactly a person who I would want guarding fours. So you might be able to dominate offensively with some size, but there are there would be issues with that that are going to affect them i think moving forward yeah ideal in an ideal world you're right ken that would be great those two are playing together but you know all of last season and through one game this year we've seen that they don't like they don't like doing that for whatever reason those two together hasn't been an option so hopefully it is in the future i mean that's really the way where where you're going to see two you know great fantasy players both get enough run to contribute but right now we're stuck with them splitting time and, and Thad Young still being somewhat relevant. Yeah. Well, the thing with Turner, too, is let's say he you know, winds up getting Young Gortat stats of 10 points and eight boards a game. He's always going to be a rim protector near two blocks a game, and there's a value there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, let's move on to OKC, where we must inform everyone that Russell Westbrook is still doubtful for tonight's game. Next games are Sunday against Sacramento, and then all the way Thursday to Boston. I've got a feeling OKC is not going to play him until Boston. Got to be some frustrated uh, fantasy owners out there that snag Westbrook in the first, right? I'm not too concerned with Russell Westbrook missing basically three games, Um, but I would have concerns. So from a weekly standpoint – the Thunder are coming up on a two-game week. Week two for them is two. It's a two-game week. Yeah. I would be concerned about playing Dennis Schroeder instead of a person who plays a four-game week. If you get what I'm saying, like sure. I, w- I would think about benching Schroeder for next week's two-game week, 
and throwing in sure. somebody who plays four games. Um, but yeah, Trey I, Burke. <laughs> Trey Burke, yeah. Uh, there, there's Malcolm Brogdon. The Bucks are on a four game week, so um, guys like that. But if you want to go ahead, Shan. Yeah, I, I mean, with Westbrook, he he's all but ruled out for Friday. I mean, there there's right. no way he's playing. Um, my guess is he also sits Sunday because I'm assuming they haven't gotten much practice time in between you know Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, Sunday uh, games. But they have they have a stretch off after that, and I'm still optimistic long term because I don't think this team. This it, it seemed like there were legitimately there was a legitimate possibility that he was going to play in the opener. Otherwise, they would have announced it earlier. They wouldn't have waited till the last minute. So I, I'm still optimistic that he's going to return soon. Mm-hmm. And if you're getting well, the, the game notes, the game notes the day before had Westbrook not playing, and then they change it to game time decision, and then they said he's not playing again. Right, but that I mean, was really weird. I mean, even like even like a week prior to opening night, they're like, we don't know yet. I think if they knew, if it was a more serious injury, they would have known. They wouldn't have. They wouldn't have played as much. They would have been. They would have said he's doubtful for the opener, even a week or two ahead of time, and that that he'll need some more time off. So I, I do think that he's getting close. You know, he'll probably. I, I I think he'll play next week. Will you start him on a two game week and and a if he you know it, it probably maybe not. It depends. It depends on what the news says on Monday when you set your lineup. But I think I'm going to throw some low ball trade offers out there for Westbrook owners. I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it. I I mean, really, all that matters is here going forward. Does he play 75 games going forward? Then you're okay. You know, if if it continues to be an issue and he he's riddled with this injury all season, then you're screwed. (laughs) I mean, that's all. (laughs) You are screwed. You got to hope you got Devin Booker in the third round. Though, back to Dennis Schroeder. Though, should the three of us get similar RotoWire inspired uh, hair designs? Kind of the navy blue, a little yellow. I like that he took because he, he always had the yellow patch, but I like that he really just committed to having it the whole way and like wrap around a little bit the back of his head. So I and kind I re- of in team colors, kind of in team colors yeah. too. Yeah, I appreciate the commitment to the to the or, to the organization. <laughs> That's what I mean. I think the three of us may have to. I was going to say man up, but I don't think it's very manly to dye your hair. So uh, anyway, let's move on. Uh, uh, Alex, tell us about our good friends at DraftKings. Yeah, as we all know, uh, basketball season is here, and we have partnered up with DraftKings to bring you RotoWire six month memberships for free. Here's how it works you go to rotowire.com slash DraftKings, sign up for a new account, and make a $10 deposit or more. That's right, you'll get six months access to all tools and sports on rotowire.com, which includes DFS, lineup optimizers, weekly rankings, premium articles, full season draft software, and much more, all for $10 which you can then enter in a contest to potentially win more money. We are super excited to bring you this deal. If you want to ac- if you want access right away, go to rotowire.com slash DraftKings and follow the instructions. Disclaimer, eligibility restrictions do apply. New DraftKings users only. See DraftKings.com for details. So we're going to be talking about some early free agent claims, which could end up having us lean into some overreactions um i'm gonna kick things yes. off yes Definitely exactly that's overreaction that's what everyone's here for um Woo! i'm kicking things off by saying that if you have markel fultz in a 12 team league i think you can probably drop him for a lot of other people that are lower owned. basket of balls you're right and so just and this is especially because of ownership percentages on some sites 
I mean, you're talking to Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie, Terry Rozier, Malcolm Brogdon all have lower ownership than Markel Fultz. You yeah. can, all those guys are better. But even besides Wait, do you, do you that, hear that. Do you hear that? That's Danny Ainge cackling with evil <laughs> laughter in the background. <laughs> Go ahead, Alex. That that was for, I mean that was the that was most of my spiel. I mean, really, just I don't I'm I don't think the shots fixed. His free throws look just as bad as when everybody was panicking at the beginning of last season. Yeah. I don't think he's that yeah. great of a point guard. I I could go on and on and on, but I'll let I'll let you guys take the floor. You're right. You're right. I, and I'm with you. I I felt that way before the season. I, I I was not willing to commit to him. Like he was discounted, given his pedigree, he was discounted in, on draft day. But I still wasn't willing to commit because I needed to see it before I would I would spend an eighth or ninth round draft pick or whatever it was on him. And every time he got picked, every single person in the draft room was like, oh, that's a steal. That's a steal. Good job. Best buy the auction. Horse yeah. manure. The guy, <laughs> we need to see it. I mean, I will say I was encouraged last year once he did return. He was fairly productive. Like he got like four assists per game in only twenty minutes or whatever. And and yeah, he couldn't shoot, but he was still productive enough. But eh, ugh, I can't. How soon I can't before do it. I can't do it? Two two questions. Well, number one: How soon before we see JJ Redick starting both halves, not just the second half? Give me a game count, guys. Um, <laughs> this, I hate I hate this whole situation. It's I, I'll keep the answer short. I'll say like. 25 oh, i think that's generous but okay go ahead yeah I, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go longer i'm gonna say like 50 games but i i think ooh, it's ooh. totally dependent on the team success i don't think it matters yeah. about full success individual success at all if they struggle and they're they're you know 10 and 8 after 18 games then you'll see that change um i don't think yeah. they're necessarily going to they're going to struggle against good teams like boston who know how to guard uh, players like Fultz and Simmons better than than a yeah. team like Chicago did last night. Uh, it's that that's it's only the team success that's going to matter. I mean, Fultz in an ideal world, since neither him or Simmons can space the floor, Fultz is actually a perfect six man for that team. Exactly. You have him come in and replace Simmons and run the show for eighteen nineteen minutes game while Simmons is on the bench. Having yeah. there was a perfect a perfect play in the Celtics opener that I thought embodied the whole fault scenario in one play. So Embiid's got the ball deep, at the deep elbow, and Fultz is clearly supposed to run through two picks uh, through the key, and Fultz just stops, but Embiid throws the ball for what it was lo- looked like a bad turnover, and Embiid just looked like he was going to kill Fultz. Like he was just going to snap him into two pieces right over his knee. And I was like, oh, there's another crack in the fragile ego of Markel Fultz. I mean, I, the anger, you, you cut the tension with a knife between those two on that turnover. And I was like, oh, that's, that's a bad situation getting worse. Yeah, I, he just seems at this point like he's making everyone else's job more difficult. And that's not a great that's not a great thing to have. I mean, the floor spacing is clearly an issue. People are like everyone's been saying, oh, this is a confidence issue. It's such... Like, I don't know there. I mean, Brett Brown, by starting him the first half and then not starting him in the second half and then probably not playing him in crunch time. It's like you're literally trying to trick him into have co- having confidence. And right. how much how confidence is going to have so, when he's on the bench? How do you get confidence playing the opposing team's best players? You know what I mean? Like, 
let him gain confidence by beating up bench guys, if that's possible, which might not be possible. But Here, I don't know. Here's my hot take about Fultz is, yes, drop him. I agree with you, Alex. Later this season, he's going to end up being one of the hottest pickups because he gets traded from Philadelphia. Oh, okay. They trade him for some Ooh. quality veteran pieces to make a push in the playoffs, and then he explodes on whatever tanking team he lands on. That's, a, be the that's an appropriate hot take. Yeah. He'll be the 10th point guard in New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they right, would, well, they you would know, be I all over question, that. Question for Shannon. Of the four players that Alex listed, Levert, Dinwiddie, Rozier, and Malcolm Brogdon, Levert. that have lower ownership than Fultz. Levert. Levert, okay. Levert all day. Levert all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's just the big minutes for the Nets. Yeah, I expect him to get the big minute, big big minutes for the Nets. Um, Rozier's great, but you know he's stuck in his backup role. Brogdon's going to get tons of minutes, but that doesn't necessarily translate to production for him. Um, and Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie had a great debut this season, but he's still behind Russell, and they're going to trade off. They're going to be games when Russell has a a horrible, a horrible game, and and Dinwiddie comes off the bench and blows up like he did in, in the season opener. But that was also a weird scenario. One, the team was shorthanded. Two, Dinwiddie was playing the team that originally drafted him. He had a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. I I don't expect Dinwiddie to do that every night. He's going to be fine, but I still think he's going to take a step back from what we saw last year. So Levert's the guy. Levert's got like crazy potential. He's he's basically a point guard and a small forward's body. I love the guy. I think he's got tons. Alan Crab, Alan Crab, not an issue for Levert. No, I don't think so. No, yeah, and I think Levert's the right answer there. Dinwiddie, Rozier, Brogdon are all guys who are great streaming options when they're on four game weeks. Don't think twice about it. You can put them in there. Um, but Ken, you are going to take us to Sacramento. I am here. Absurd overreaction hot take for Nemanja Belli Belicia. They need outside shooting uh, in Sacramento, especially with Bogdanovich out. There is no alpha dog in that lineup. Why not big minutes and points for the 30-year-old Yugoslav uh, belly? 18-8 and eight in the, the opener, two trays. I think he's going to get a lot of run. You know, bag, when they're playing Bagley, it's for more of a low post presence, which frankly isn't belly's game. I could see them on the court at the same time. But uh, what do you two think? Am I overreacting? It's not an overreaction. I would just say anyone who picks up Bielitsa know that it could be a short-term thing. Because as soon as he puts up a dud or two, which he will, um, right. you know, he's going to lose minutes to guys like 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 Bagley, like Harry Giles, and he should. The, you know, the, it doesn't even make sense that the Kings signed him in the first place. But Bagley's going <laughs> to get his run. He's going to eventually get his run. So Bielitsa, yeah. great short-term option. Good guy to pick up and stream for a couple weeks for or for as long as he holds value. We know the Kings rotation is um, seemingly random at times. I assume they'll continue. I mean, yeah. literally, I mean, they, they, I'm banking on the randomness, frankly. I'm banking on the randomness. I'm thinking the, they're going to make bad moves. And the, that's why the, I like their them. damn starting lineup was was random on the first night of the season. They <laughs> they announced multiple starting lineups. Yep. Like, how do you announce Bagley's a starter? And then 10 minutes later, be like, ah, just kidding. Psych. 
Yeah, they <laughs> they printed out they printed out the starting line, <laughs> handed it to the media people, and then when tip off came, they were like, eh, you know, maybe not. But they only had like really they it. only had like three weeks to think about it. Uh, a week before the season, <laughs> Jaeger's basically saying that Frank Mason's going to be the starting shooting guard this year, at least while Bogdanovich is out. Right. And then Mason played like three minutes in the opener. <sighs> Screw that team. They are the worst. <laughs> Yeah, the odds that if you pick up Bielitsa that you're dropping him in a week or two is very high. I think, it, sure, I mean, there are, at this point in the season, you probably gambled on someone late in the draft and it didn't pan out. So, you know, so, you can add some people. Like so 10-team leagues, don't touch them. 10-team well, leagues, yeah. no, don't touch them. Right. But 12, 14-team leagues, yes, absolutely. I picked him up in our, I picked him up in our 16-team stake league. That's appropriate. What the hell? Yeah. What the all right. Uh, Shannon, why don't you take us to Cleveland? C.D. Osman. The land. C.D. Osman. Chetty Osman. Chetty Osman. <laughs> Chetty Osman. He had a monster season opener. 17-10-4 with two steals. Um, Alex claims he's the best, the best wing player on the Cavs. Yeah. I don't think that's much of a take. I, I don't think he's the best. I think he hustles the most, um, which, you know, I'm. I almost said he's no Jeff Green, and then I realized, oh, Green's not there anymore. I, right. I mean, the competition is is Rodney Hood, J.R. Smith, Jordan Clarkson. Right, 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 right. I, I, li- I like him. I like him. Yeah. I would pick him up. I He's only 15% owned in ESPN, which is just. That's ins- absurd. It's, it's absurd that it was that low. Before the season started, Four. before he came out and had 17 to 10, um, he, he was a popular sleeper. So if he's again, I don't know if he's I don't know if so he's worth it in 10 team leagues, minutes. though. 10 team leagues are pretty shallow. I mean, it's yeah. possible if, if you're if you're rostering some, you know, some guy who was ranked in the 110, 120 range, then I would drop him and mm-hmm. pick up pick up Osman Osman. Sure. Uh, Osmond. Osmond. Oh, man. I'm <laughs> going to get it wrong every time. Um, Two weeks in a row. Yeah, Beautiful. I know. Uh, <laughs> I, I would pick him up. I would pick him up. But it, it don't don't cut a good, proven, top 90 player for him. But he is going to be productive all year. Right. We, we know he's efficient. We know he can handle the ball. Um, has a rebounding upside, defensive upside. He had It was essentially a 40 fantasy point performance that he put on. Um, and if you have any concerns at all about Kevin Love's health, if Kevin Love goes down for any extended period of time, that offense is just, I can't, I don't even want to think about it. It's disturbing, (laughs) but that would mean that Chucky Osmond will get even more usage than he was before. I just think there are paths to where there's so many minutes available wing for Cleveland. It's absurd. Right. All right, Alex, take us to another one of your. Hot takes, someone you've loved for a while. Take us to Chicago. Let's stay in the Midwest. You have to pick up Bobby Portis. This isn't... You must! You Yeah, this isn't This isn't like a, oh, well, what if Markinen comes back and what if Jabari Parker... No, it doesn't. I don't care anymore. He's He put up 20 and 10, or 20 and 11 to be specific, yesterday against the 76ers. It was a blowout, but every game Chicago plays is probably going to be a blowout. Most of that production came in the first half before the blowout was was locked in. And he was he's not going to shoot as well as he did every single night. Or you, he's not going to shoot like that every night, but you're at least getting this kind of production with Markinen out for two months at least. Then when Markinen comes back, they'll probably start. Could be the, gradual. Could be gradual return too from Markinen. Right, and they're still going to try to find Bobby Porter's 25 minutes a game. Is my guess. 
especially if Robin Lopez, they, they might bench Robin Lopez at some point. Jabari did not look good. He, I they just, trade Robin Lopez if they can at any point. They'd love to, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, they would love to. Um, Jabari did not look great. I don't, I just, you have to pick up Bobby Portis. Yes, you do. It is short term. I like the vision. I like a vision of Alex standing over someone at their PC, like staring at the free agent wire, and Alex just pointing at them. You have to pick up Bobby Portis. That would be my old man rant. I would be screaming at the top of my lungs. <laughs> Markinen, there's a chance Markinen's going to be back in four to five weeks, um, which is fine. That that means you have four to five weeks right. of stellar production from Bobby Portis. So yeah, I agree. Pick him up. He's even when he plays 24 minutes per game, he puts up good numbers. He's just that type of player. He can put put up big numbers in limited action. So now that we know he's the starter, you know, the 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 super the the replacement starter for Markinen, it's worth it. It's worth it. I mean, he's going to see 26, 27 minutes a game and, and not not pouring 20 and 11 every night, but but decent. I mean, 16, 17 points and, and eight or nine rebounds is, seems like a lock almost. Right. Well, and frankly, when they're playing fast-paced teams, wouldn't you rather have Portis at the center than uh, Carter? No. Uh, no. Right. I would rather have – yeah, you'd play a lot of Portis at backup center, I think, in those scenarios, and then you could have Jabari Parker more in there with with Justin Holiday and, and Denzel Valentine when he's healthy. Parker. Parker's knee will explode before marketing comes back. Parker didn't look good. It was not encouraging. There's a lot of very typical Jabari Parker things where it's like he has a he has like a semi-open like 14-foot jumper that he could take, but he just drives and then does a turnaround step back with the same amount of space he had before. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to go out on a limb but and say angle. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that uh, the Bulls are not picking up the 20 million option for next season. <laughs> no, I don't. I I would be very surprised. Um, <laughs> we have, uh, but we have, we're kind of going to Milwaukee, speaking of Milwaukee. Uh, can you have a forward for us to consider? I support Ursan Ilyasova getting minutes in Milwaukee. They have needed outside shooters for three years in Milwaukee. Lopez, who we like, but he's no spring chicken. They can play some Ilyasova at center. They're paying him 21 million over three years for a reason. I think he could qualify at center eventually. He's done that in the past. Anyway, I like him, especially if you're desperate for some center help or want to make a speculative center ad. Um, yeah, he's a he's a great ad. I picked him up in our 16-team league. Um, I got him at I auctioned for like – or fab budget for like $6. Um, Fake. Yeah, he – you know, uh, if you're if you're in a 12 team league, consider streaming him this week. I know I've mentioned this a couple of times. The Bucks are on a four game week, um, but yeah, I mean, if he's if he's going to continue getting, you know, 28, 29 minutes a night, you could be looking at 12 points, eight rebounds for him. He's going to chip in some threes. Um, he might get a block here or there. Um, high field goal percentage guy. So um, yeah, and he may qualify at center. So he split time between Philly and Atlanta last season. He averaged 25 minutes, 11 rebounds, or I'm sorry, 11 points, six rebounds, 1.33 pointers. I think that's exactly what you should expect from him right. in Milwaukee. Uh, t- you know, 25 minutes, that's probably about what he'll see. 11 and six, that's useful um, with 1.33 trays. That's all useful in most 12, 14 team leagues. So you know, ten team leagues. I'm not touching him, but deeper formats. Yeah, he's certainly in play, and I think you'll see consistent production from him. If if 
if for some reason Lopez suffers an injury or whatever it may be, he's going to see some more minutes. And if he's getting 28, 29, you'll see better production, but he's, he's a quality player. Everyone knows who he is. I think he's worth it. Um, one guy I like Damian Jones starting center for the golden state warriors. He had a pretty good opener, um, played 27 minutes, 12 points. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, 12 points, only three rebounds, but three blocks as well. Also shot 85%, which, which is good. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it helps if you just take dunks. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Putbacks. Um, they're never going to call a play for him. It's all going to be putbacks and lobs. Um, but he, you know, Steve Kerr seems locked in for at least the next week or so, or at least it's probably going to be a matchup based thing. I mean, Kevon Looney, Looney also looked really good in that debut in the season opener. Mm -hmm. Um, but he doesn't have as much size as Jones. So you need Jones to go up against the Rudy Gobert, Steven Adams of the world. Right. And there's a lot of two center leagues still in fantasy basketball where a guy like Damian Jones is going to be, you could consider picking him up. Um, and I think I'm glad you brought him up because I think you can start expressing concern about Jordan Bell if you drafted him. I have a, I think I have a share or two of Jordan Bell. I'm dropping very him. close to cutting bait, yeah, and I'm, I would if I knew there was a you know. I'm a, dropping him everywhere. Yeah. Um, Ken, you have a, a quick hitter for us in New York. Well, I mentioned him, Trey Burke. Uh, he's only owning 22 percent of leagues. I'm to me a good gamble is always upside point guards. They, I know they don't want to start him, but he's probably their best talent. I mean, Shannon, you think Frankie Smokes might see more time at small forward than point guard? Uh, I, well, surprisingly, he started there in in the season. I know. Opener. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It's hard to get a good gauge on the Knicks rotation because that first game against Atlanta was a blowout. Um, yeah. Burke was okay. You know, he had 15 points, three rebounds, four assists, a couple of threes, but he only played 21 minutes. I agree he's worth picking up. Um, you know, he's the starter. If he gets 27 or 28 minutes a game, he's going to be productive. I In the preseason, it didn't look like Frankie Smokes is good enough to be the full-time starter at point guard yet. Um, Emmanuel Moutier is not is not there either. Um, so until, until the Knicks get someone else, you know, someone from outside the organization, someone not currently on the roster, I, I feel like Burke's got a, a stranglehold on the job. Yeah. I, I have to agree. How much people don't want him to. And Fizz, I feel like Fizzdale might be pushing the pace a little. Yeah, you have to with this team. They're all they're all young players. It's a lot of wing players. You have to find an advantage somewhere when you don't have enough right. talent, and that's that's going to ultimately be athleticism. Um, yeah, they're not going Memphis Grindhouse, that's for sure. No, no, they are not. All uh, right. Let's, is it time, Alex, for you to tell us about Playline? I'm gonna I'm gonna take this one. Okay. All right, oh. listeners. You need to try Playline.com, the fastest growing sports gaming platform in the fantasy space. Chance Ew. to win a million dollars free every single day. Over a billion dollars, one billion dollars in prizes available this year. Founded by UFC champion Michael Bisping, who's a bad, bad man, and two-time NBA <laughs> All-Star. Roy Hibbert of uh, Parks and Rec fame. Playline.com is a fantasy is fantasy sports simplified. Unlike more traditional daily fantasy sports, which require you to set complicated, tedious salary cap based lineups, Playline lets you pick pick players, and you only require to pick predict their stat lines. Who's going over and under? How many points will LeBron score tonight? How many rebounds will AD pull down? 
How many assists will Chris Paul or Trey Burke get? Lock it in and wait for your winnings. For a limited time, Playline.com will be offering 200% initial deposit bonus. They will triple your money. You can't beat that. Use promo code NBA Millionaire, no spaces, NBA Millionaire, and uh, go check out Playline.com today. Gentlemen, is it time for me to go into the old man rant? Go ahead. <sighs> the kids just don't listen. It was on this very pod one week ago when Shannon and I urged young amigo Alex Barutha to draft centers early in his NFBKC draft. Did he and co-manager, former amigo, DJ trainer, listen to us, Shannon? No. <sighs> no, he did not. Alex's starting centers are JaVale McGee and Alex Len. Alex, I'm tempted to refer to you as Javalix for future prods. In your defense, he did have a good opener. But Shannon, what are we going to do about these kids? It's unbelievable. <clears throat> it's unbelievable, Ken. We told him. <laughs> and, and we also, I, I know we also stressed that, like, hey, those three-point shooting guys, you can get them later, and they ended up they're, they're getting, late. They ended up getting like CJ McCollum and Clay Thompson early. <sighs> I just don't uh, care. Uh, well, thankfully. Some leagues are only for one day. And we're moving on to our DraftKings picks. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> well, um, well done. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> technically a, uh, a host. Um, only technically. <laughs> so uh, today I'm going to be looking um, at Jared Allen. Uh, $6,000 against New York. Uh, he was very close to, unless he did cross the 40-point fantasy point threshold, um in the debut against detroit um you know these kind of mid-tier guys who have 40 point upside are great for tournaments um new york is a bad basketball team they're gonna push the pace both these teams like to run um the matchup against Cantor isn't ideal but he but uh allen gets can get a ton of fantasy points I, off blocks so. i i love the matchup against Cantor just because Cantor doesn't play defense so fair enough there you go yeah, i i also have allen in my lineup uh six thousand dollars is a good price he had yeah you're right 38 or 40 fantasy points depending on the format um in the opener and that was against andre drummond he looked really good um he was knocking down threes blocking shots um tossed his block against blake griffin if you haven't seen it yet please youtube it, it, it was, oh beautiful it, it was a, be- a beautiful beautiful block um so i'm all over allen at six six k as well and the fro po- the fro is still on point it's Absolutely. still one of the top five airs in the nba that is true um can you have a play actually well two players for us that you mentioned previously uh yeah yeah shamelessly uh, just repeating ideas Trey Burke <laughs> at fifty seven hundred at Brooklyn Brooklyn historically terrible against point guards last year uh that's going to be a super fast paced game so I like Burke at a cheap fifty seven hundred and yeah Basilica <laughs> Belly which I just butchered again anyway forty six hundred at New Orleans forty six hundred is awfully darn cheap for a starter who could see a lot of minutes uh, and hey the over under there's 230 and a half so uh i like that cheap and you know while i'm at it here's my other discount bargain bin mario hazonia 4600 also at brooklyn lots of minutes to be grabbed in new new york city and as we discussed 
Fitz is pushing the pace. Those are those are actually the two games I'm targeting: the Brooklyn, yep. New York, and New Orleans yep. uh, game as well. The two thirty and a half over under for for the New Orleans game is by far the highest of the night. So I'm actually I'm loaded up with guys. I you know I have Anthony. Anytime you can get Anthony Davis in your lineup, do it. Um, I have Anthony Davis, Etwan Moore, who had who had a good opener. I don't like Etwan Moore as a talent, <laughs> yeah. but he's only forty three hundred on, on DraftKings, and he's gonna get the minutes. That's I mean he's locked into like thirty two minutes per game. Right. So you know I've got him, Alfred Payton, Miritich. I've got everyone I can possibly fit from from that game in my lineup. Um, mentioned Damian Jones earlier. He's super cheap on DraftKings. He's starting tonight. It's a tough matchup against Golden State. I'm sorry, against Golden State against against the Utah Jazz and Rudy Gobert. But we just saw Willie Cully Stein have a monster DFS night against Rudy Gobert. I, I'm not saying Damian Jones is going to go up and put 40 fantasy points, but for 3,800 bucks, I'll plug him in at my util. Um, one other guy that I really like, and, and what I've seen, um, some other DFS sites have really overreacted after one game and adjusted their pricing wildly. Right. Um, so you've you know even guys like like Osman is uh is really he's not he's not that great of a play anymore he's right. you know over six thousand dollars on some sites um DraftKings hasn't done that as much and, and you've got guys like trey young so so game okay in the opener he's only 5600 tonight mm-hmm. i'm absolutely plugging him in at 5600 uh lou williams not great in his opener um but we know what kind of upside he had i mean he averaged over tw- almost 23 points per game um, and five assists if, last season. If the young legs of Lou Williams can just mature, I think he could have an NBA career. He's just he's fifty eight hundred, and maybe Lou Williams isn't the guy who you like. But there are a lot of dudes in the five to six thousand dollars range on DraftKings that have forty forty five point upside who are interesting tonight. Mm-hmm. And I have to agree with both of you guys. I think that that Sacramento uh, New Orleans game, there's going to be value in that game like somewhere i like buddy healed yes pelicans are his former team uh healed played well in the opener um he's an amazing three-point shooter he didn't pass as much as i would have liked him to he talked about that being a point of emphasis for him maybe that'll turn around um today um and then you know my final suggestion um is eric bledsoe at 6600 it's not amazing value um he didn't play particularly well in the opener but he has great upside as a defender and when steals and blocks are worth three points if he can you know he if he can get he could get 12 fantasy points off defense he gets you 17 points six assists i mean you i think he has a pretty high floor in general too um i uh i like that i like that matchup there you're emotionally required to have a buck in every DraftKings lineup, aren't you? I am, and I'm also I'm going to the the home opener tonight, so I feel like that's, Ooh, nice. That might be Sweet. that might be swaying me a little bit, but I have I have faith in Eric Bledsoe um, to to be worth that price. Um, we had a fair amount of mispronounced <laughs> names today. Um, I mean, Bielito was mispronounced twice, um, and it I think will this be again. Yeah. So <laughs> so the first one was Bellicia. Then it was Basilica, I think was the second one. Yeah. Um I'm trying to write them and for like the a- record, I actually already typed him into the mispronounced list before the pod started, knowing I'd be butchering it. And I did. It was a it was a very good call. It's not an easy name if you if you read it 
you know, I guess once, essentially right. once a year and, and phonetically. Um, <laughs> and then Shang with the, with the Osman, Seti Osman. Um, it turns into Chetty Osman, although Chetty is not. That's not normal. That's that's a tough one. Osman Osman, I will I will whatever one I choose, yeah. I will like always get it yeah. wrong. Like I'll be like, I wait, which one is leave, it? Let's just leave their two names in the mispronounced section for permanently. Let's just uh, this, you know, there's no reason to delete them. Yeah, we do need probably maybe a mispronounced Hall of Fame somewhere. <laughs> and we can just rattle them off in one podcast or something. Um but that is uh that is going to wrap it up for us uh today. So Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is presented by DraftKings. Ken, as always, take us out of here. Well, we're going to go to Boston. Uh, Kyrie Irving, star point guard. Um, when it was suggested he left money on the table, when he left Cleveland, he replied, quote, well, you can't put a price on happiness. <laughs> Attention, passengers. This three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.